When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the Solar Panel, the Phoenix Sun Show. Hey folks, Dave here, here with another midweek Sun Solar Panel podcast. Uh, thank you for joining me, and I wanted to delve further into the Chris Paul injury and what the Suns can do going forward for the next few weeks. They're definitely going to deal without Chris Paul for at least four to six weeks, possibly as much as six to eight weeks. Uh, although James Jones went on the radio the other day and said that he feels like it might be on the shorter end of the timeline. And for the Suns to actually say that, that means it's probably true. What I did is I got Dr. Raj Brar on the phone uh, for a uh, podcast, a short podcast, to talk about these avulsion fracture injuries, what he saw from Chris Paul on All-Star Weekend, and how he thinks um, that indicates the severity of the injury, uh, good or bad. So I've got that coming up in a couple of minutes. Initially, though, I just wanted to alleviate some concerns or talk a little bit about what the Suns are going to do over the next six weeks or so without Chris Paul. Kendrick Perkins went on the radio or on TV, I guess, the other day and said, hey, this is where Devin Booker has to prove he can win. He's never proven he can win without Chris Paul. Well, yeah, okay, Devin Booker's 12-0 and without Chris Paul since uh, the start of the bubble when the Suns became a competent team. And Chris Paul has the best roster around him he's ever had, even not considering Chris Paul. You've got DeAndre Ayton, you've got Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder. All those guys would be starting on any other team in the league. Even Jay Crowder, his whole career, he was a starter. Um, fifth starter, sure, but he's still a starter. Uh, and you've got a great backup set of guys. You've got Cameron Johnson coming off the bench. You've got Campaign coming back. Landry Shamit, Aaron Holiday, JaVale McGee, Bismack Biombo, all these guys. He's got the best team around him that he's ever had, Devin Booker does. So I'm not worried about Booker showing he can win. But let me also break down what, what, what does winning actually mean? Well, for Booker's peace of mind and for his reputation, he needs to go better than 500 the rest of the year just to show that he can be the best player on a team that is a, a, above 500 team that could make the playoffs. The better the record, the better Devin Booker's going to look without Chris Paul. But what's the worst case scenario? Well, the worst case scenario is they struggle. Worst case scenario is they kind of go 50-50, win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. They're going to struggle a little more in the clutch than they have for the past two years because you don't have Chris Paul controlling every possession. And uh, you'll have Devin Booker more on the ball. He's a little bit more inconsistent. He goes for hero passes and hero shots a little bit more often than Chris Paul does. But bottom line all the Suns need to do is go 12 and 12 in their 20 in the last 24 games. 
to get 60 wins. You just go 12 and 12, you get 60 wins. Guess what? Golden State would have to go 18 and 5 to get 60 wins to tie the Suns and win the tiebreaker because they won two of three. But guess what Golden State's record is since Christmas Day when they beat the Suns on Christmas Day? Golden State is only 15 and 11. So for them to suddenly go 18 and 5 the rest of the way while the Suns only go 500 is, is really, really unlikely. How about somebody else? Could Memphis do it? Memphis is currently in the third seed. Well, they would have to go 19 and 3 to get to 61. So all the Suns, again, all the Suns have to do is go 12 and 12. I feel like the Suns are going to be fine. I think it's going to be fun for us as fans because there's very little at stake. There's very little at stake. It's going to be fun for us as fans to watch how Mikel Bridges has a bigger offensive role. DeAndre Ayton has a little bit bigger offensive role. We see a little bit more a point book than we saw before. We get Cameron Payne back into, into a groove because you're going to need him to be a strong backup to Chris Paul in the playoffs. All that, you get all that development, and then you just bring Chris Paul back in as an MVP candidate in the final week of the season or so for the playoffs. The Suns are going to be so much better this year than they were last year in the playoffs. This is why Devin Booker says he sees the beauty in all this. Chris Paul will be rested. And these other young pups on the Suns team are ready and raring to go because they're going to get even more reps than they would have had with Chris in the lineup. So again, the Suns just have to go 12-12. and That's all I'm saying. I think they're going to do much, much better than that. And I think Devin Booker is going to prove to everybody he's in the MVP consideration and should have always been. But I feel either way, you guys should feel good about the rest of the season. Now, Let's talk about Chris Paul coming back. He's going to come back for the playoffs. This is not season-ending injury. It's something that normally heals. It happens. These things heal, and then he'll be fine once he's back. Uh, We shouldn't have anything to worry about. But what I wanted to do is get an actual medical doctor to tell me this. I wanted somebody who really works with athletes, someone who knows what they're doing, uh, uh, is always working on rehab and, and, and uh, diagnosing injuries and dealing with injuries with athletes to talk to me about this Chris Paul injury because there is a fear that Chris Paul won't be healthy by playoff time. And so it was really good to talk to Dr. Raj Brar. Dr. Raj Brar is a, direct, is, is a doctor, excuse me, of physical therapy. He works with athletes all the time, and uh, he's a really great resource. Hey, let's take just a minute to talk about our friends at DraftKings. Hoop fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is just too good to pass up. We're talking Chris Paul no look to Mikel Bridges cut into the rim good. We're talking DeAndre Aiden feathery hook shot good. We're talking Devin Booker jump shot good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if you win. It's that simple. Everyone plays for huge cash prizes every single day on DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with your first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN to bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if you win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Got to be 21 plus. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN red line 
excuse me, 9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. All right. We have Dr. Raj Brar on today. Uh, thank you for joining the show, uh, Raj. I really appreciate you. We um, have watched your video on Chris Paul and, and your initial takes on his injury based on what you saw on All-Star Weekend as far as his his rap on his thumb and all that. So I wanted to get you on the pod. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for reaching out. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so before we go further into your thoughts on the injury based on what we've all seen and what you've been able to see, give us your background on on, uh, what you do with sports medicine and and therapy and all that. Sure. So I've been within, I mean, I I work essentially with mostly athletes within the sports medicine field, both when it comes to uh, physiotherapy and then return to play, and then also kind of on the strength and conditioning performance side too. So I'm acclimated to kind of, you know, all sides of the spectrum. And I've been doing that. I now, I've been in it almost, I want to say five years now. And then I have my own clinic now and a couple of them. So that's where I kind of mostly work with athletes. And I've been obviously, then my biggest thing or one of my biggest interests is just the educational component, like the video you, you had mentioned. And so just mm-hmm. giving the general layperson easily kind of digestible and relatable content that helps them understand then what's going on is one of my biggest passions. And then also, you know, it's something where um, it's hard to, tr- hard to kind of break down some of the stuff. If you don't understand it, it teams tend to be very, and to hold back a lot of information as well. So just trying to cut through a lot of that. Yeah, the team definitely, especially the Phoenix Suns, I feel like more so than prior, at least prior front offices with the Suns and and other teams as well. We barely heard anything all weekend about Chris Paul. And then all of a sudden it was, hey, he's got an avulsion fracture in his thumb. Now we all saw it and and you in your video, you showed a, a clip of him holding the thumb and all that. We all saw him get injured. He basically was throwing a pass over the top of another defender jammed his thumb on their arm as basically just an one of those things that happens in sports and i'm wondering if when you saw that uh, the impact did it look like something that is a freak accident that should have if anybody hits their thumb there they should get an avulsion fracture type thing or did it seem like is chris paul is maybe predisposed to it because he's had other hand and wrist injuries no, I mean, if you hit someone with enough force in the way that he hit it, you're at risk for that injury. And so if you remember, I mean, like like the clip was, he was holding kind of the inside part, the ulnar part of his thumb because that thumb had jammed and that can mm-hmm. lead to what you had mentioned, an avulsion fracture, which means that a muscle or tendon kind of pulls on the bone and chips that bone off. Then there's nothing here that indicates that that wouldn't happen to anyone else. Okay, so if it's just another player, if they'd hit it the same exact way, they there's nothing special necessarily about Chris Paul. Yeah, it was it was the prototypical what we call mechanism of injury, kind of for this type of injury. 
Okay. Um, the uh, you you commented just now about where you saw him holding his his thumb on the on the inside of the thumb, and uh, we talked a little bit about avulsion fractures. Um, is this? Did it seem like because he, now he's in a soft cast or at least just a a thumb only cast? Did it seem like it might be on the lighter side on the injury, or or is there is there worse things that could have happened? Yeah, I think the fact that he was in a soft cast that he didn't go into surgery. And I think most importantly, they allowed him to play in the all-star game, right? Mm -hmm. If there was any risk, you're not putting him in the all-star game in that regard. So all those things pointed to me to the fact that it was one, the the joint was stable. If it wasn't, then you might have surgery. And secondly, that it wasn't all that serious. Yes, of course it's a fracture. So you have to allow for that healing time. But overall, you know, the prognosis on this, just based on those indicators, all those things point to it being relatively uh, on the milder side of the spectrum. That's good. That's great. So the Suns GM, James Jones, went on the radio on Monday in a pre, pre-scheduled, he, about the only interviews he does anymore are these pre-scheduled ones with a partner radio station. He went on on Monday in his pre-scheduled interview, and so he had to talk about it. And he said that the injury looks like it would just require rest, which confirms your um, thoughts that they didn't feel like there was any structural, um, sorry, stability issues mm-hmm. or ability to heal with just being immobilized. And James Jones mentioned it could be on the shorter side of the six to eight week timeline. Have you worked with other athletes on, on this kind of thing before, or is this something uh, you have not had exposure to? No, I have. I mean, I've worked I mean, hand and wrist is not my, not my specialty. That's more lower body, but I have seen these before. And I mean, the, the reevaluation timeline, it's still a general ballpark. What you're going to see at the elite level or, you know, when I'm working with athletes is that once it's healed sufficiently and you're going through some of that return to play in the physio, when you're building up strength, you're building up range of motion, going through functional activities. It's all about how the player is responding day to day you can check in with them and say, Hey, you know, how are you feeling? How'd you respond to what we did yesterday? If you ramp up intensity, you then assess how it feels. And so that's going to inform you more so about where that player is trending than mm-hmm. any initial timeline you give. Initial revaluation is just kind of a general, very general ballpark figure. And I think it's, it's done more so nowadays just to give the public like, you know, some information Right. Rather than just Some... saying indefinitely, which people hate to hear and they get super scared. <laughs> and, and even the term reevaluation now is that no one even uses return anymore. It's reevaluation, right? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely giving a lot more kind of just soft fuzziness rather than saying this is definitive. Now, what the Suns have done this year in other injuries that are more to uh, the athlete's ability to run, like a a knee bruise or an ankle or things like that, is you've got the initial healing period or hamstring, got the initial healing period, and then you've got reconditioning to get Mm -hmm. back into NBA shape. Is there anything that would restrict Chris, Chris Paul from staying in primo shape? No, not really. And that, and that's one of the key positives here with an upper body injury, or, you know, a relatively mild upper body injury where he can maintain some of his, you know, most of his conditioning and his fitness, right? It's not going to, it won't preclude him from, let's say, being on the treadmill or mm-hmm. even being on the court and going through those drills. Now there's always a reacclimation period to get back into games because you can't mm-hmm. replicate that intensity 
off the court. Like there's some players who say once you even don't play in a couple games, you kind of go out of, you know, NBA shape. So that's part and parcel for him, especially considering when he does go, excuse me, when he does get back, you'll be close to the playoffs with, with bring a whole mm-hmm. other level of intensity. But in general, that reconditioning process is going to be significantly shorter in this case compared to, like you mentioned, those lower body injuries. So it seems like it's it's pretty clear that um, there's a really great chance he's back in, well before the playoffs and ready in full condition by the playoffs. Uh, when I say well before, I mean a week maybe. Um, yeah. Or, and and have played just a little bit, so he's not like the first time he touches the court is game one of the playoffs. But even if it is, he can still play him back, play himself back into the shape in that first round. Um, last year, Chris Paul played in the playoffs with I don't know if you uh, caught on in any of that, but he he had that stinger where you could barely yes. feel his arm the whole first round. Oh yeah, it was and, catapulting the ball. Yes. And he laughed. He joked about that on a recent podcast with JJ Reddick, where he was like, I don't even know how that ball went in. I literally just flung it. I just flung it at the, at the rim. Cause there was no ability, no structure um, or sensation to be able yep. to manage that. Well, he said he was even losing the ball. He had so little strength. He couldn't dribble it. The ball wasn't mm-hmm. coming back up because he wasn't pushing it down hard enough. And he played through that. And then in the finals, he played through what turned out to be a wrist injury they needed surgery on after mm-hmm. the finals were over. Um, is an avulsion fracture, like at what point is it just pain management? Is it really the bone's going to heal? I mean, uh, in an extreme case, it won't heal. But in almost all cases, it's going to heal. And then it's pain management? Or is it really pain management probably isn't going to be a problem? Typically, no. I mean, I, I think... The biggest two concerns I have with these injuries, one is something called a stenner lesion where like, there's interference with the, there's like a muscle that gets in between that can't happen, but I doubt it. They would already know if that's the case. I think that the major concern here is that it's on his dominant right hand. Yeah. And so that might be the concern here because he does use that hand for jump shooting. He's if he's dribbling, although he's pretty ambidextrous with both hands. If that, if that hand gets hit, He's going to have a pain response essentially, but I think in general, the fact that the Suns have a six and a half game cushion, they mm-hmm. don't have to rush him back. I mean, the way their system is set up is that yes, of course, losing CP three hurts, but you do have Booker who can play now more on the ball. He does have that capacity, right? Mm-hmm. So they have the ability to kind of work around it in the short term. I think they're going to bring him back. They, they don't have to rush him back. And I think that that's really right. the key aspect here for Chris I think seeing I'm watching Monty Williams interviews watching Devin Booker's interviews about the injury they know that they're gearing up for a long term you know a a longer playoff run so there's Mm -hmm. no need to have him come back quicker than he needs to I think that bodes well there's going to be some pain and discomfort for him just as he ramps up you know as he gets hit Mm -hmm that's part of also just getting that mental confidence back. When you come back, you have to hit a few times on it and then be like, Hey, I can, you know, I can play through this. That's all part and parcel with the process. Yeah. Booker uh, last year in the playoffs, he got his nose broken mm-hmm. in this, in the conference finals, I think. And he uh, said that it, it was, he was amazed at how many times you literally hit your face on other players during a game. And he never, mm-hmm. you'd never notice until you've got a broken nose that's feeling that, 
every yeah, time he laughs absolutely. about it. He's like, I can't believe how many times you wrote, you hit your face against somebody else in this game. And uh, you just don't notice. And so Chris Paul will obviously have that kind of thing. But if he already played through a wrist injury in the finals and uh, the arm injury in the first round, I, I'm not worried about his pain management or his fearlessness. I am a little worried about re-break. Is he more susceptible to re-injury, or would it have to be the same freak thing? Not typically. Not typically. I mean, with with a fracture, the, the healing process is is pretty good, you know, generally. So that's not that's not typically my my main concern here. So again, you know, with with this type of mild injury, it's not all that concerning. Like you said, he's shown he can play through some of these upper body injuries. Mm-hmm. What's really limited him limited him before prior to the Suns were those lower body injuries where he mm-hmm. had the hamstring issues with the Rockets. He had those issues with uh, New Orleans as well. That's also when he was counted on to have a super high usage rate and he was just tired. Mm-hmm. And and with this team, he's not count relied on as much in the, in that regard. So this is a question out of left field. Uh, you work with athletes all the time. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul switched over to a plant-based diet and now he spends, a he, there was a quote, I don't know if he, he agreed with it, but there was a quote, he spends a million dollars a year on body management, basically with chefs and uh, trainers and all that. Um, is, have you seen uh, any any correlation between uh, uh, players, uh, whether they're plant-based or, or meat-based diets uh, on, on staying healthier because he has attributed his diet to staying healthier on the, on, on those kind of injuries, the wear and tear injuries. It's so hard to say, because even plant-based versus meat-based, it depends like what meats are you eating? Right. So mm. it, it really varies. It's so hard to say on an anecdotal basis because there's so many variables that go into it. I could have a player, who comes in and say, Hey, I'm on a veggie based diet now. Right. But they've also changed their sleep habits significantly. Mm. So, you know, what's to say, which one is it? Which one was it? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say, right. There's so many variables at play. And so it's always difficult to say that. I think, I mean, there is some evidence that going to a plant-based diet can help reduce some of those inflammatory markers, which may be helpful. I think the key thing with, with Chris is that, He's doing it likely under the guidance, you know, of a trained, supervised nutritionist, and they have all his blood work. And so you have to check all those things prior to just going, hey, I'm going I'm to go plant based. Cool. Or I'm going to go keto. All right, cool. Like, how do you know you're actually being healthier? You're just saying, you know, based on I feel better, your feelings tend to fluctuate. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's always hard to say unless you're actually measuring. I trust Chris in the situation because he has access, like you said, to all these, you know, these pros, right? Exactly. Exactly. So that's a different, that's a whole different level. I, and I think the fact if he is spending a million, it already paid for itself. He got extended. So I right. that, <laughs> he got I the $120 million dollar extension. Fold, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. The healthier he stays, the more of that 120 million he gets, he's got exactly. 75 million guaranteed 120 max. Uh, but man, if he keeps playing like this and stays on the court, he's going to make every dime. He's going to be worth all of it. So you're right. It's, it's, he's definitely gotten it paid for. Um, all right. Well, so thank you so much for coming on and explaining this. Are there any final thoughts, anything else you want uh, Suns fans to hear about this that we haven't already covered? No, I think, I think, I mean, it's really not that. I think the big thing is, I think we were touched on. It's not that significant of an injury. 
And I, and I think we've seen that also just from the general kind of feel from Chris, from Devin, from Monty. Like they're not that they're not that concerned about it. They, they just know, know it's going to take a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the six to eight week timeline scares some people, and but I wouldn't be all that concerned about it. You know, in the long run, I think Devin even said, "Hey, it might even give Chris, you know, a break." Yeah, a physical break for his lower body, right? Heading into the, into the seat, in, excuse me, heading into the playoffs. And so that may or may not be beneficial because it might, I think it might affect his rhythm a little bit, but Chris t- tends to, he's already like such a cerebral player mm-hmm. where I think once he gets back, he knows his strengths and weaknesses so well. He knows the system now so well. You're going to see him, you know, fit in, you know, quite well. And, you know, maybe it'll allow some of the other guys to have a larger role and, and, and gain some of that confidence, you know, heading into the playoffs as well, not having to rely on Chris as much. Yeah. One of the things they uh, did come out of that last year's playoffs. And of course they played really well up through the last four games of the finals was that when the other team's defense successfully figured out a way to limit the impact of Chris and Devin, who else could step up? And so right. they've spent a lot of this season so far adding, bringing in a mid-range game for Mikel. You know, help, having him learn him. He's now he's a killer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, helping DeAndre Aiden develop that one-handed hook shot over, you know, a smaller defender when teams switch constantly. Because that's what uh, Milwaukee did in the finals. They switched and they trusted their, in that case, P.J. Tucker, the, who they don't have this year to defend DeAndre Ayton in the, in the post. And, and that was successful because Ayton didn't have a go-to. So they've developed these go-to moves and Cameron Johnson and guys like that. So it's uh, they are making themselves more versatile in this six to eight weeks could ideally in a perfect world, help them solidify all of those things. And then they've got Chris Paul coming back an MVP caliber player and there's, there's playoffs. So that's in a perfect world. And, and as, as Devin Booker said, there's, he sees the beauty in that. Um, well, anyway, thank you so much, um, and I appreciate that. I think it'll make your, our Suns fans feel a lot better about this break for Chris Paul. We just got all we got to do is see the Suns go at least five hundred, and as long as they go five hundred, which I think they'll do better than, uh, mm-hmm. but as long as they go five hundred, they've got the one seat in the bag, and that's really the most important thing. You can find Dr. Rajbar at. 3CB Performance on Twitter and YouTube. You can find his short video on the Chris Paul injury on how he feels about that. You can also, he's got a Patreon page as well. And it's really good. It's a really good resource for any kind of sports related injuries. And you can find me at Dave King NBA on Twitter. You can find my written work at brightsideofthesun.com, the biggest Suns blog in the world. Thank you so much for coming in. While you're here, can you please rate, subscribe, and review, and do all that good stuff on the pod form that you're using. And when you go to brightsideofthesun.com, make sure to log in and leave a comment for us. Thank you so much.